Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're going to be talking about Babylon 5 Series 2, Episodes 10 through 12. That's Gropos, All Alone in the Night, and Acts of Sacrifice. Now, we, we, we have been sort of alternating between two episodes at a time, three. We're trying to do three, but we're going to feel our way through this season and make the decision on whether to do two or three on how the plot is developing. And so this this week or this day we're doing three. Uh, we don't know if we'll be doing two or three the next time. So I don't know. Why don't we get right into the, the discussion? The first one is Gropos, which um, I don't know. Why don't you uh, do your usual rundown? Nice feel. Yeah. Well, I'd say this is the mash episode of Babylon Five. <laughs> is the quickest summary yeah. of this. A group of uh, Marines on their way for a big deadly mission stopped by Babylon Five. Everybody gets to know some of them. They make some friends, and then they they all go off to a horrible battle. So it's a yeah. I, I I'm I am like ninety percent sure that Mash was in uh, Larry Dottilio's head when he wrote this episode. Okay. Now, now, how do you feel about this episode? What's your uh, what's your impression of it? Uh, I like it on the whole. I mean, it's not when I would single out as a favorite. I mean, but it's a uh, it's it's a solid episode of the show. I think it. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, the whole people having you know a conflict with their father thing can be pretty trite. But I think I think this episode does does a respectable job with something that's been done a thousand times, and uh, I don't know. It, it work. I mean, it, it works. I mean, it it, it honestly the yeah, it's an episode that worked better when I watched the show in my early twenties because it's just like the whole the whole shocking ending thing. You know, you're, when you're in your early twenties, that kind of an ending has a bigger impact on you. But and, uh, and those kind of endings, I think, were less common at that time too. Yes, you know, yeah, you're not expecting that as yeah. much. Now you're sort of anticipating that. Um, <laughs> but uh, exactly. but back then that that was that, that seems like it would have been a little bit more out of left field. Um, and uh, though they were strongly hinting at like these people are gonna die, yeah. like we've introduced these people, you're getting to like these people, and things are not gonna pan out well for these people. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I guess I I enjoyed the episode enough. It was not my favorite by any stretch of these three. There, there, there definitely are better episodes in this yes. trilogy of episodes we've seen. Um, yes. But it wasn't horrible. You know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, what's our benchmark that we uh, uh, believers is the one that me and Steve really. Uh, that's that's your rate. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It's it's so, better than better than that. I'm yeah, sure you'll yeah, it's think. Not, not but, that uh, it, it's it's good. It, it does a few things that I quite like, which help me sort of uh, distinguish this show from others. Um, one of them is its ability to sort of you sudden like in a lot of shows, if you suddenly had a bunch of infantrymen show up in a. You know, yeah, and, and this big sort of shift from like the normal, because normally a lot of these shows, even though they're in space or whatever, they still feel in a lot of ways like a sitcom where you're sort of you have these really static sets, and if you just suddenly march an army through those sets, it's really disruptive <laughs> to your sense of believability. It just doesn't work. And here, something about I don't know if it's the way that they're do, the way that they're they're moving around from set to set in the episodes or or what it is but but they're able to do that and it just it just I, I i bought it i'm like okay this is a sort of you know i feel like i'm on a on a station where suddenly you know they, they have this infantry 
uh, you know, coming through and they're, they're about to, you know, and there's this, you know, development that I know is probably important to the overall unfolding story. And it didn't feel weird or any of that stuff. So even though I didn't think it was a great episode, I appreciated that uh, aspect of the show. And it was highlighted by some of the stuff that was going on. Um, I was a little less sold on the father-son uh, conflict. Yeah, and, and... It, it, I mean, me, me saying I liked it more than I, I did is not a ringing endorsement mm-hmm. because it's just usually I absolutely, I'm just so tired of that plot line, I just completely hate it. But I'm like, oh, this was okay, I guess. It's now, kind now, of my feeling. It did do a few good things, I thought. So, so, so one... Franklin was kind of being a bitch the whole time. Like, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he really, like, he's a, he's a grown man. He does not, you know, grown men do not have those kinds of discussions with, with their fathers, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, the, it's time to put aside those feelings, uh, that, you know, you know, that his dad wasn't home enough or, or whatever was, you know, whatever it was. Um, but I did like sort of the twist where in a way the, father was kind of the one who was right in the situation in, in a lot you know what i mean it was sort of a like yeah they, like franklin was sort of shown to be he's kind of being selfish in his behavior um, yeah and I, I like i like the working of Anna into it too it's her being the one going hey you know <laughs> one day your father's gonna be dead yeah. and you're gonna feel really bad about this well, i thought i thought that was a good callback there and they also got sheridan in there you know like sheridan yeah. sort of cat he he sort of took it from the other side talking to the father and and so i i thought you know that oh, you know so so sort of like you whereas like it's definitely like a tired plot and there were parts of this plot that i was like man franklin you gotta like up your game with this uh you know this 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 uh father-son relationship thing because you're you're acting like a 12 year old but yeah but yeah but beyond that i thought that it still did some things and it actually kind of worked when um what you know the the i think a lot of it had to do with the guy playing the father i've seen him in a lot of shows and a lot of movies Mm -hmm. i i couldn't tell you what they were but i know i've seen him in a ton of stuff and uh and he just sort of was believable as a as a general you know but as a father as well and so it sort of worked in that uh in that moment yeah that's that i mean that that is exactly the reason the, the main reason it worked for me is because he he does a good job with it i mean you can you can you can just sense of being tired of his son doing this you know kind of crap and it's like yeah but uh yeah but but yeah that, aside from that you know plot line we've also you know one big development is that while they're there they install a much heavier weapons load on babylon 5 that's a uh, notable thing going on and it's uh and this and, and this this development is coming out of the previous episode because uh earth is desperate to try and get a foothold on this other world and also installing the weapons on babylon 5 because they're 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 gearing up for more action now that there's a big war going on between the narn and the centauri and they want to be ready to react to it in some way. And those kind of changes are nice. Like those little touches. Like okay, we're we're going like it's moving, moving, moving the the infantry there to take. Was the planet Akdar? Is that the name of the planet they were going to? I've forgotten the name okay. of the planet. We'll try to find yeah. it later. But they go to. They're basically some some alien race is has, has, has requested human aid. And so they're going to go and it's and, and and it's apparently much harder to take than than a lot of people are assuming. And Sheridan sees this because he's been there 
and and so you know the consequences of that are pretty apparent at the uh, um, uh, in, in in the final moment of the episode. Now they didn't go where I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to have the father just get killed live on camera or something. That <laughs> yeah, that um, would have been that would have put it over the top if they but, did that. That yeah. would have been you know having having all the soldiers killed was like. That was about the right level of heavy-handed ending for them to do, but yeah, father dying too much. But it but it helps with the building conflict. So even though it's not a you know again it's not my favorite episode by any stretch, yeah. having stuff like that helps me like sort of keep in the back of my head. There's this ongoing thing that's really important, and and I don't know. I just like seeing humans react. Like they didn't have to do this episode. I mean, this episode is not necessary. But it, it was nice to see those details uh, make their way into the storyline. Um, yeah, it, it is. It, it, I, I agree with you on that part. It's because, uh, I mean, you, you know, obviously you just had the Narn Centauri war breakout. They could have made that the focus of the episode. And this, but they, they, they went at it from an angle. This is completely related to the Narn Centauri war, but we're just seeing a different angle of the effect that's happening that it's not it's not just affecting the narna centauri you know it's it's causing wider chaos throughout the universe basically and uh and yeah so and then and the the next episode is all alone in the night which got my attention immediately because i've heard that again <laughs> and again every time i see the intro um yeah and yeah. so in this one basically what happens uh uh um sheridan oh, sure. gets abducted by uh, by are the aliens in this called Stribes? Is that the correct Stribes? Name? I and, believe was the correct. Okay, and so and so so just a side note. I I've I've apparently been mispronouncing Whitley Stribers' name my whole life. I've always called him Whitley Strieber, and uh, and and it was when I was looking up something in this episode, and I found out that the Stribes were named after Whitley Stryber because they're based on the aliens in Communion. That uh. I, I, I found that out to be the case. So uh, so that was an interesting bit of information for me. But the, the storyline involves these communion-like aliens that have abducted Sheridan for, for some reason. I, don't, I still don't really understand what their purpose was, except to like put him through a weird gauntlet of, of fighting other aliens. Um, yeah. But, but they're, yeah. Basically, they're basically the graves. They're basically, you know... And, and it's funny because... When, when they first showed up in that trial, I was like, why the hell are these guys here? This really annoys me that they have the greys. But after this episode, I'm kind of okay with it. It's like it's not as – it doesn't feel <laughs> as much of a, uh, an imposition into the, into the universe as it did before. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. But, but I don't know. So, so yeah, so, so he gets abducted, and then we find out that these aliens have made their way to the Membari as well and other places. And so uh, – I think this is the episode where Delenn has to go to the Grey Council again. Is that correct? That's correct. She goes to the Grey Council to find out, you know, their judgment upon her. And uh, and and that's probably honestly the more interesting of the two storylines, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so uh, so she goes to the Grey Council, and not only do they strip her of her Grey Council status, but they've replaced her with a member of the. Um, of the military cast, and it's what's his name? He's a guy that we've seen before. Um, it's uh, oh my god, I can't believe I can't. Oh, um, oh man, Naroon. It's Naroon. Naroon. Yeah. Naroon. Yes. And, and and so there's a couple of issues there. Number one, it's the disrupting the balance of the Gray Council. So it's supposed to be three, three, and three. 
but yeah. but he's the fourth military member now because he's you know she's from the religious caste she th- she assumed that a religious caste member would in fact I I I I I thought that it was um going to be Lanier or something like that I was like who could they possibly surprise <laughs> that would have been a good twist yeah. yeah so I was like okay it's going to be like Lanier or somebody we thought was a dead is going to be a lot you know like I I don't know um or the, the real curveball that I was I was I was like they wouldn't possibly do this was like it would be Sinclair or something crazy um but, <laughs> yeah, yeah that would have been another good curveball but uh but but, but I was not expecting Naroon that was not what I was expecting and uh and he was pissed. He was he was enraged because yeah. he just found out the reason for the retreat, and he basically said, "If you guys had told us, we would have not retreated." Is that was a ridiculous reason to to end the war? Um, so, so 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 she so not only she get kicked off the Grey Council, he kind of lays into her and tells her what he thinks, and and it's pretty clear the Mimbari don't consider her Mimbari anymore. At least the members of the council don't. And uh, yeah. And, you know, the, the one good thing is, you know, she wants to stay on Babylon 5 and she's allowed to in maybe the most humiliating way. Where, where he's like, <laughs> we yeah, don't even want you, you, you here. Know, yeah, yeah, I want you to stay on Babylon 5. Go stay with the humans, you know, because you're definitely not a Mimbari anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You know, that yeah, was. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say, I think it's an interesting development where the two plots come together at the end with the land kind of going in on the, the rescue with uh with with sheridan because it's like for the most of the series delenn has been this very standoffish character pretty much anytime anyone goes to for help she has a reason why it's like oh well it wouldn't be appropriate for me to do this thing and it's like now it's like the great council's blowing her off memorial and she's like fine i'm just gonna go in and you know jump into this big action that's going on so it's uh no either may or may or not be a connection there it kind of feels like it to me I like how they often do tie the A and B plots together that way. That that really gives the episode a sense of completeness. And it also helps you remember the plot threads because they're connected yes. to each other. They're not just two yeah. separate things going on. Um, but yeah, no, that that was I thought that was a really good uh, storyline for her. I, I was I, I I think that it's interesting that she's sort of, you know, entering into this rift with the the Membari and that they don't you know she's sort of she's sort of stuck because she was doing what she was supposed to be doing and she's sort of pay, you know and I guess she went a little bit early so like there's like there's that technique but that seems like a technicality like I feel like even if she had done it at their orders that they would still be suspicious well, of her I think I get the I get the impression honestly that that you know, I mean, you know, the timing thing is somewhat subjective. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's there's it doesn't seem like it's very specific on the exact time she was supposed to do this. And so I kind of feel like the council was just going to drag their feet on it. Just like right. just like we saw back in the prequel movie where, you know, they're they're kind of that the where the you know, the head of the Rangers is trying to uh you know, get, get, get them to, to give him more funding. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. They're just going to keep doing that forever. So I think she kind of had to force matters. Okay. Yeah. So, but either way, you know, it's the, 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 the core issue, which is, um, which is interesting because it's, it's something that kind of comes up next episode is this issue of the purity of their species. And, and mm. she, and, and she is, she's a hybrid. So, she she is not you know she's they, they don't consider her Mimbari enough, and it's not totally clear what the uh, what the what the 
humans are going to take her as either because we saw in the last episode which we didn't mention but in in Gropus, a bunch of the soldiers when they got drunk like cornered her and were about to you know do something awful to her i'm assuming and yeah um, and you know somebody jumped in and saved her but like there's definitely like a you know this she's not getting much love from either group at this point um no well speaking of that too in the last episode too you know the General Franklin, Stephen's father, goes off on a big rant at one point about these aliens. You can't trust aliens, and I mean, it's just, it's just, it's all over the place amongst humans in yep. this episode, in this in this show. And uh, and yeah, so you know, and then the whole thing with Lanier and and his loyalty to Delenn was in it. You know, there was that sort of yeah. there were those moments. I was a little unclear: is this is this loyalty out of duty? Or is this loyalty, is he, like, developing, like, affection for her that goes beyond, um, you know, a professional uh, degree of, of affection? Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and I was I was having a lot of trouble reading, and I don't know how much of it was they're playing aliens, and they're supposed to be, you know, like, some of their mannerisms are a little bit different than, like, normal human mannerisms. But I was having trouble reading both him and her in that scene, uh, where I was, I was not sure if this was a romantic thing that was developing or, a, um, or like just really deep friendship and trust. Um, but yeah. And, and again, whenever I go into this territory, Adam adopts his poker face so that I cannot uh, gain any information. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have no so, information on that. So, Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, but that was, a, that was a, a, a nice, moment too uh so so i like the delenn storyline i i enjoy and the sheridan one was fine but it felt a little bit like you know when it came back together at the end that's when it was that's when it like his storyline at first is like oh this is like every episode of a science fiction show i've seen i know captain gets abducted and and blah 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 but then he has that weird dream and, yes <laughs> and uh you know and the whole you know you have always been here and then you really start to be like wait wait you've always been, what's going on are we like getting into fight club territory or something and then and and, and then it becomes a little bit more you know uh you know there, there's a whole there's a whole thing with with ambassador akash and the uh you know he appears in the dream but then when when Sheridan returns to Babylon five, Gosh shows up and says the same the thing same to him. One. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah. So, just so you know that wasn't just a dream. Yeah. Just wanted to clue you in. Uh, but uh yeah, that's uh that, that that yeah, I mean yeah, that that dream is one of those things that people on the internet back in the day would spend hours and hours trying to pick apart, of course. So. Oh, well, I mean, it, it challenges the whole notion that this is even really happening. Like, you 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 know, like what's going on? That's like a puncture in the in the in the sky. <laughs> that kind of a dream. Um, so I was yeah. definitely wondering things like, okay, uh, what does that mean? And then. Uh, <laughs> But then when he gets back to his quarters on top of that, you have that. And that's like, that would have been enough. That would have been enough to yeah, end the episode. Yeah, that would have been enough. Yeah. Then he gets back to his quarters and General Haig is there. And Sheridan is like, look, I've been here like undercover for forever. And you guys have, <laughs> and you're like, what? what what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And, I know. Other than make it ambiguous who he's working for for a little bit too. You're like, you're not even sure. It's like, is he Psychor or yeah. what? What's going on? <laughs> And so, and so then, uh, Haig is like, you know, and Haig's, you know, checking the room for bugs and like, they're being very 
cautious. And a, he's like, you know, can, you know, do you trust people here? Can you bring in your team? Because, you know, Sheridan can't just do this on his own. He has to have some people here supporting him. So next scene is him with uh, Garibaldi and uh, Ivanova. And uh, did he have anybody else in the room? Was, or is it just... Uh... Franklin was in, too. Oh, Franklin was there. Yep, Franklin was there. Yep. And, uh, and he, so he brought, he brought them in. And, uh, and, and it yeah. looks like, you know, who knows, maybe one of them is lying, but it looks like they're all on board yeah. because we know yeah. Garibaldi has his whole thing with Sinclair that's on the, that, that nobody really knows about. Right. So yeah, well, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's given anonymous tips based on that, that he got from the Ranger, but he hasn't actually revealed that the Rangers exist yet. Whereas, you know, with, with Franklin, you know, Sharon's going to feel fine bringing, you know, Franklin, cause you know, he, he's already caught Franklin with one, like, illegal conspiracy he's operating in the yeah. background so he's like he's the perfect guy it's like yeah and well, i gotta know he's known to get along too there seems to be a lot of mutual yeah. respect between those two characters almost yeah almost the like respect that garibaldi and sinclair had before so that's true yeah um, that's a good way to put it and he's known ivanova a long time too the show made it clear they they already knew and liked each other before they the season even started so yeah yeah, they seem like old old friends, and there seems to be an understanding there. Um, but yeah, so that was like, well, I have to watch the next episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did plan to do two episodes this episode, and then Brandon emails me last night, and it's like, okay, I couldn't stop. I'm doing the third. Can you do the third? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I figured. I figured that would happen. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny, too, because in a way, I almost did, like, the, the next episode's incredible. I really like the next episode. Um, but, uh it doesn't really continue with that thread as much as do you it doesn't I mean? it it doesn't it doesn't i uh but yeah i, I mean I'll, I'll answer i'll you know be more well, specific why don't we, why don't we talk I, about yeah. the general shape so the next one is acts of sacrifice so why don't you do your uh your spiel because i took it the last time and i probably shouldn't have uh, oh i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah this one acts of sacrifice we get uh the, we get back to the uh narn uh narn centauri war and uh, you know, you know, basically, there's been some incident where uh, Jakar is trying to trying to get get support because uh, the Centauri are supposedly targeting civilians, whereas the Londo says, "Oh, they're just using civilians as shields." So we're we're put in this awkward position, and he's uh he's going around to various you know to Earth. He goes to the Mimbari, trying to get help to get them to join the war on his side. Uh, at the same time, we've got incidents breaking out between Narn and Centauri on board the station, getting into brawls with each other and, and murdering each other and so on. And uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's the, the the gist of the uh, of the of the of the uh, plot here. And uh, so so what did you think of the episode? Uh, I think this is a great episode. I uh, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic Jakar episode. I mean, the, the scene he has with Delenn, you know, where Delenn is just saying to him, it's like, look, everything you've said over the last year has made it so hard for anybody to help you now. It's, <laughs> it's just a fantastic scene because it's yeah. so true. It's just, he he's, you know, it's like now he needs everyone's help and he's done... You know, he's done so much to make it diplomatically difficult for anybody to give him that help, even though they, they kind of want to. You know, this this was my favorite out of the three that we saw. And um, yeah, and, and I think uh, part of it is it gets back into that Narn Centauri conflict, which is just that is like becoming a that's like 
it's like a mighty stew whenever whenever <laughs> whenever whenever that that crops up it's just it's really good stuff and uh but also i think like you said like the jakar scenes like he's real like i've always enjoyed jakar i never realized what a i don't know if it's that he's a great actor or if it's just the you know just you know the combination of everything coming together the right you know because i i don't really know him from many other things but but it, 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 he's had some great moments in 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 this season yeah. and and the the scenes he had a number of scenes this episode <laughs> that were that were standout scenes uh and and they have a lot of power like whenever you get have characters getting that emotional it can it can it really risks sort of you know getting you to roll your eyes or or uh, or chuckling um but I found, yeah. to me, this gets that same emotional weight that you get at, like, a Cheng Che movie when there's the bloodshed scene. Do you know what I mean? There's that level of, of weight to the emotion. And, uh, and, I, and I enjoyed sort of the, the whole conflict with him and the other Narn and him having to sort of... You know, like, there was this whole thing where the, the Narn and the Centauri are murdering each other, and he's got uh, to keep his people under control. And, uh, yeah. Um, and I like that. I also like sort of Londo's total... Like it was like the complete opposite when they were dealing with Londo and that Londo's like, yeah, that guy, he's no good. He was, he was a problem from the beginning. You know, I don't care if he's dead. (laughs) uh, Yeah. That was obviously, you know, his gift to uh, Garibaldi because he realized, Hey, everybody hates me. Maybe I shouldn't be a jerk all the time. Well, I kind of, so here's, I was thinking about this this morning. I feel like with Londo, it's very interesting because they almost took like the Rodney Dangerfield character in a movie. (laughs) <laughs> and gave him this incredibly dramatic, dark arc. Um, but again, it doesn't feel like he's still Londo. He's not... Um, exactly. He's not, he's not like turning... He's not suddenly shifting and being like, well, I'm going to murder everybody. I mean, maybe he'll get there. I don't know. But it, 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 it's still the same character. And it's, I find that really interesting because you're sort of watching his world change and... You know, a lot of like, you know, so now he's almost like a Roman. He's like an elite Roman now. Like he's he's me like people are coming to him in the morning and and asking favors from him. Do you know what I mean? He's got, yeah, he's got, he's exactly. got people. He's got people showing up at his quarters, asking for favors, offering to give him things in return. He's basically like becoming a, a patron, it seems. And and I'm assuming that these people will be like his clients if he is able to, you know, uh, you know, give them what they need. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, but he's finding that very hollow because they're just coming to him because he has, you know, all these, uh, you know, his, things are moving up for him and, uh, yeah, and he so doesn't he know feels who to like, trust. Yeah. It feels like he's a wishing well with legs. Yeah. 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 Londo the wishing well. Londo the wishing well. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean that, that, that's a good scene. Just him. Yeah. Having to deal with that. And, uh. And, you know, him trying to get Garibaldi to have a drink with him. He comes up with the money. He's like, hey, here's all the money I've owed you forever. And Garibaldi just just having none of it. He's just like, why are you handing me a big bag of coins? What's going on here? He's just stone-faced through that whole conversation. And there's that lonely scene with Londo at the bar. I thought Londo was going to be the one that was going to be attacked by those angry Narn. But um, he's alone uh, at the bar waiting for Garibaldi to show up. And he's just like... You know, my good friend, Mr. Garibaldi, you know, is not, and he's, he's just alone. Um, yeah, so. yeah, that was, that was kind of tough, because, yeah, he and, he and Garibaldi have been pretty good friends through the whole, whole series at this point. 
but yeah, he's just he's just kind of learning learning the price he's paying for what he's doing here. And the and, uh, and also the um, the whole scene with uh, um, uh, Delenn and Sheridan sort of getting the uh, coming up with a way to help get some of those Narn refugees. Uh, yeah, you know, it was interesting um, because Earth isn't going to help them. Like he asked help from Earth, and they're like, nope. You know, we feel for them, but we can't get involved. Yeah, well, I feel I feel that is where this ties into the previous episode because knowing knowing that Sheridan is part of this kind of counter conspiracy within the government that's kind of working to do good as opposed to the evil conspiracy that's going on it kind of that, that kind of felt like his he, i mean he didn't need to bring in garibaldi or ivanovar franklin in it but it felt like it felt like he's he's kind of bringing subtly bringing the lead into the fold with it too with that yeah. with that action at least that's that's my interpretation no and, but, and i mean and she's kind of in given her position you know that is you know you know what's gonna ha- if the Bimbari find out that she's sort of sneaking Narn onto these vessels? Obviously, you know, yeah, you know, she she's, d- doesn't have a, a lot of space to mess up. It seems so. I'm yeah, sure that, I'm, I, I mean, I guess the one good thing is the Mimbari don't kill other Mimbari, so whatever consequence she does have to face, it wouldn't be a lethal consequence. I'm assuming. Yeah, um, we hope because we had we had that line in the. Uh... Was it the yeah the first episode of the season where the guy you know where where the two Minbari are you know arguing and you know it's like well Minbari don't kill Minbari and the other Minbari says you know well perhaps it's time we started okay there, I guess yeah I guess I guess there's always that so, the, the, so, the, yeah the window could have shifted position yeah um, I mean the, the window hasn't hasn't fully opened yet but but someone's applying pressure to the window at this point. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so then there was this whole other plot, which I actually really enjoyed. It was an interesting subplot where uh, they're trying to get more alien allies. Mm. And, uh, and so the Lumati are this uh, 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 very unusual race. Uh, th- again, they're, they're sort of one of the re- races like this are one of the reasons why I enjoy science fiction. It's why I like <laughs> Star Trek, why I like Ringworld. These reminded me of a Ringworld species. Um, yeah. So for a couple of reasons, but the main one is that they seal their uh, alliances with sex, and so uh, is basically it's like a race of dirty old men is kind of how they came across. Um, but they believe they're a superior species to everybody, so they don't when they first interact with a with a species they don't communicate directly. They have like a symbiotic translator who communicates uh, on their behalf. So this guy shows up with somebody else. And he's dealing mainly with Ivanova, and uh, but he it, and again, this was very Star Trek, where it's sort of a contrast between his view, uh, this race's views, and human humanity's views on things. Um, but there was an interesting twist to it, where they sort of took a <laughs> swipe at something that humanity does and yeah. framed it in a very dark way. Um, so, so their whole thing is they basically believe in um, in evolution and. And and they think that you know that, that you, you 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 it's 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 not an act of compassion to 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 save people that are you know uh, genetically inferior to people that are you know 
good for the they're species in there. They're basically Randy. They're basically objectivists. They're like, they're like Randian objectivists. They're, well, they're like, extent. yeah, they're like, well, they're like objectivist Nazis, I guess is how you would describe them. They're, they're not, I mean, I guess they're not putting, they're people, not, they're not yeah. active and externally. They're, yeah. they're just, they're just going to, you know, okay. they're just going to let people die. It's like, yeah, hey, we could help you, but nope, nope. We'd be doing you a disservice. True. There is a passive quality, but it's still really sort of like, it's you know, dark. It's it's very it's 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 the it's the it's the stuff that was floating around at the beginning of the twentieth century that ultimately gave us Nazis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the it's the, the first step in that direction. Yeah. So, um, but 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 they believe in evolution. They believe in 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 survival of the fittest. And uh, and so so uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed when I was looking at the trivia because I have this on Amazon Prime, so they got little trivia things. And and Adam mentioned to me that this is something people have talked about a lot. So I guess it's worth talking about. Um, is their their um, their their whole thing is is you you could make an argument that their philosophy is identical to an aspect of the Prime Directive in Star Trek. Uh, which is very non-interventionist. They don't intervene. You know, obviously, Star Trek isn't about you know, uh, <laughs> you know, genetics and all that. They don't get into that stuff. But but they don't intervene. You know, they're not supposed to intervene. And so, um, uh, so the, so there is sort of that that contrast. Uh, but the but the thing I found most interesting actually was when they commented on uh, the the, re- the the reason that they decide to work with the humans is they see the down below. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is interesting. So I see what you do is you isolate, you know, the, you know, the, you know, yeah, the, uh, and the, the weaker members of your society yeah. and give them give them little opportunity to breed and no economic chances and just starve them out. It's perfect. Well, no, but they said it was even more insidious. They said they're like a, um, yeah, they're, they're like a, a backup uh, plan. Do you know what I mean? It's like in case, like you know, because like I mean, the way the way that evolution works is sometimes, you know, the oh, okay. do you know what I mean? I, like, like yeah, maybe yeah. there might be a situation where the people in the down below that you know are are ideal for dealing with that whatever threat. Is I, I missed that. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And so, so I, they were saying this is this is something we've totally overlooked. We're immediately going to start doing this when we get back to yeah. our, <laughs> We're going to have uh, slums. It's yeah. going to be fantastic. Thank you, <laughs> humans. Uh, <laughs> it was it was very sort of like uh, you know, it, it was an interesting sort of I wasn't expecting, you know, I was I was expecting some sort of moral point to sort of uh, uh, uh you know, emerge, but that that was um it was just unexpected and um yeah and i think the uh the other part that was unexpected was the whole thing where they you know they they seal alliances with sex and uh and so he's <laughs> like okay now me and you ivanova we're gonna we're gonna have sex to seal this deal and uh and she deals with it in an interesting way um <laughs> uh so she she basically freaks him out she basically says that she wants to have, she'll do it, but it has to be human style. And I don't know what it is that she, I get, there's no real description of what she does to yeah, sort of freak this guy out, but it's not what humans do. It's not anything related to, to human courtship that I can, uh, no, I can, it's, it's a very, just very weird moment. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was something, uh, Claudia Christian, like she wanted to do more funny stuff. In, in the show so that was uh that was something she really wanted to do so. okay okay well you could tell her heart was in that scene i guess oh yeah uh, exactly but uh 
And then the the episode ends with uh, Garibaldi and Londo having a drink, and uh, and so you know, I don't know. It was a good episode. I thought. I thought it was a really good episode. It, it is. It's. It is a very very solid episode. I mean, it. it I. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. There have been a few episodes where I've been surprised, like certain episodes that had so many different things woven into them all at once, and this was, this was one of them. Because my my memories, it's been 15 years since I watched it, so my memories are pretty sketchy. But this, uh, yeah, I, I I thoroughly thoroughly like this one, and I mean the, uh, yeah, and I mean it, it, it's 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 interesting with the. Uh, with the Jakar thing with him getting, he gets the help and he, you know, he, he acts appreciative. I mean, he's, he's clearly disappointed, but he's as appreciative as he can, but then he kind of breaks down <laughs> as soon as he leaves the room. Yeah. And, uh, that, now, was, what, that what, was, what was that breakdown? I was very perplexed by that, uh, by that. Moment. I, I think, I think it was just a combination of, I mean, he was. I think it's one of those those laughing and crying moments where it's just he, you know. I mean, obviously he was upset, but he was also just seeing the dark humor of how he's brought this on himself, you know. And it's like, and he, you know, and plus he'd spent the episode trying to do the right thing. It's like he'd he'd alienated a lot of his people trying to do what you know, bring bring his people in line to help the humans and. And, you know, and he, and he appreciated that, you know, Sheridan and, and the land were willing to do something, but that, that humans and Bar- Bari as a whole are not going to help him. And I mean, all, the best he can hope to do is, well, I guess we're going to get some refugees out. I mean, I guess that's something. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's when you're, when you're trying to win a war, that's a pretty, uh, you know, it's, it's not, not what you're, what you're looking for. So I don't know. Maybe he's going to have to look elsewhere. I'm guessing. You know, it's. Uh, I'm wondering because the show would be very boring if it's just Londo mercilessly slaughtering Narn for the next three <laughs> seasons, right? So they're going to have to do something to make it interesting. I'm assuming, and I don't know what's coming in the pike. So maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I'm assuming that that some other force will enter into it, or some technology will be developed that will help the Narn deal with uh, the Shadow People. Uh, or who knows, maybe something in their holy books, maybe, maybe Jakar will, will notice something in that book he's always reading and, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we'll we'll see, but, but I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. I really want to, I'm really, this, this is a really interesting conflict and it's, it's, it feels like a real sort of conflict where I don't know, like, I mean, I kind of know how it's going to end because I saw that, I saw the prequel and this is an old show, but if if I were watching this when this was coming out, this would have been amazing because you would really not know where things are going to go to, um, and and I think there's a lot of shows that try to capture that feel these days, but I don't I haven't seen one achieve it successfully in a long time, and uh, and this is the first yeah. time in a while that I'm sort of having that, you know, real, uh, you know, feel like I'm really watching something unfold and I don't know how it's going to end and. Um, and the show is just surprising me. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I, this was a great episode. I am, uh, and, and, and we're, we're already on episode 12. So we're like, what, halfway through the second we season? Are, we are halfway through. Yeah. Let's see. What do we have coming up for next week? Next week, we've got the episodes Hunter Prey, There All the Honor Lies, and possibly, depending if we do two or three, 
we've got and now for a word so okay. those are the uh the next ones coming up and and they did but, mention this episode episode 12 acts of, acts of sacrifice is that considered like one of the big episodes to watch is that is that up oh there? yeah that's 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 definitely one of the must watch episodes i can't i mean yeah i mean just the you know the, the the Jakar plot line in this is just such a pivotal part of the of the of the overall story. I can't imagine if you know because people do like to make these lists where like oh you don't need to watch all of it just to watch particular ones. But I, I can't imagine making one of those lists and leaving this episode off. Yeah, that would be yeah. This seems like a, a crucial episode, and it, it also is a sample. You know, it's science it's hard to do these kinds of things in science fiction sometimes and not have it feel silly because people have the makeup on and they have you know what i mean it's sort of like Mm -hmm. you know it's like you're saying something that might you know if you watch a lot of science fiction it's not a problem but but if you if you don't if if you if you sort of look at it through a non-science fiction fan eye sometimes it seems silly because they're talking about places that don't exist and all this uh but this really feels like it just has this grounded feel to it that works. Um, and they're, they're yeah. able to get that without... I, like, I, I think somebody who doesn't watch science fiction could come into this show and and watch it and enjoy it. And they even if they're not interested in other science fiction series or novels or anything. Um, it's kind of... It's, 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 got, it's got... There's something going on in this show that I feel like it could work in a lot of other types of shows that aren't science fiction. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a like some yeah. science fiction movies, they only work in the context of science fiction. If you take that story and try to put it somewhere else, it's not going to really work. I feel like a lot of these moving parts could work in like an earth-based uh, scenario. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, to go up with another big TV franchise at the moment, you know, you've got game of Thrones and stuff. And I, I, I feel like that, you know, at least early on, had a lot of the same elements where you've kind of got this this threat in the background, but you've got, like, you know, all the human factions scheming against each other and being more interested in fighting each other than what's going on in the background. And there's, you know, you, you, there, there's... there's but I, I feel I feel ultimately this, this series did a better job of handling the, uh, the overall plot that... I don't know. That's that's another another. Yeah, we'll have to do a special I, Game of Thrones. I actually have not seen this season yet. I I, I I'm okay. I, I watched last season, but this season is the year I got rid of HBO, and so I haven't I seen think, that. And I haven't seen the new Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I really want to see more than anything else. But uh, I think I think it would be a good one to do when we're done with the series. Because as I'm talking, I'm like, well, I can't talk about that, and I can't talk about yeah. that. Yeah, when we're done with the series, I think a comparison to Game of Thrones would be a. Uh, because Game of Thrones, start, you know, Game of Thrones, the original book was written, you know, around the same time Babylon Five was on. So I always kind of wondered. I'm like, I wonder if any, I wonder if Martin was watching this and if any of this was in his brain when he was writing that. I mean, he's, but, he seems like the kind of guy that would watch a show like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's hard to believe he wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> but he is he is a gamer and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love the arguments that people have, like well, when they're talking about what uh what what system Game of Thrones originally was played <laughs> in. <laughs> so, I think it was GURPS, wasn't that's, it? That's what I heard because I remember I've seen an interview where I think he mentioned GURPS, but also yeah. in that interview he talked. Oh wait, wait! I might be thinking because of GURPS Wild Cards came out. There was you know he he did the Wild Card superhero book series, 
and uh, he that was that was in an interview, I think. Like I think he mentioned playing in a Gerbs. He did. He did mention Gerbs. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was. I was. I, I could be wrong. I saw, yeah. I saw an interview with him where he talked about playing RPGs with other writers, and and how mm-hmm. and he was talking about some of the campaigns that they played in, and they sounded interesting. But it also sounded to me like he's one of these gamers, like one of these gamers from you know that started back like when we before we did probably, but from that era. Yeah. Um, where I don't think system is so important to, you know, I think, I think he's one of these people that is more interested in what's going on in the, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oh yeah. Uh, but, but he seems like a GURPS man to me that, that I, I would <laughs> say does. GURPS is the system that I would. Yeah. Well, I, well, it's funny, you know, like I said, I know, I know the wild cards books, he ran the champion system and it's like, you know, if you, if you can run champions, you can run GURPS. Yeah. There's just no question, no question. So, so. uh, but yeah, but also you know he just he just has that I don't know he just has a GURPS attitude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a uh, GURPS are people that are okay with a certain amount of crunch and they're interested in history. Well, he, he still checked. uses like an old DOS computer, doesn't he, to do his right? Like he's got like I mean I'm sure he's got a computer that's, that's he uses modern, uses but... WordStar as his yeah. word processor. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I mean yesterday I. I was doing an inventory for car dealerships yesterday and it was like, and car dealerships use this old command line interface inventory system. That's is, it's about the same level as DOS. It's just every time I'm using that, I just, yeah, it's like Martin should work for a car dealership. He would be really at home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't understand why anyone finds it easier to stick with that kind of system. But, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, it was a great episode, and uh, and I think we should do the, uh, the Game of Thrones thing when we're when we're done with the series, and we have a, I I'll have to resume my Game of Thrones watching, and then we can compare. I guess would we be comparing the book and the show, or just the show against the show? What's the the show against the show would be okay. the better thing? I think getting into book books would be too complicated. Then we'd have to read all the Babylon Five books too, and you know, no. Okay, but that's different because the Babylon Five books. Yeah, after. I know. But, but I'm, yeah, I'm just I making think... a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they, uh, they they are set before and after the series. There are some set during the series. The uh, they did a few that like during season one and two, I think that was well, season one that were set between particular episodes. And the first page will tell you this is between this episode and this episode. But I don't know. After that, they got more ambitious with the books. Okay. So so yeah so we'll we'll be back on I guess on Wednesday right that's our next uh, our next Wednesday day. should be good for me I believe yeah all right so so we'll either be doing thirteen fourteen and fifteen or thirteen and fourteen and uh, we're really getting through this second season uh, I'm gonna have to pick up the third season soon so that's uh, yeah you know um, but uh, but it's worth it it's a it's a good uh, I I not at all regretful that I uh, that I purchase the season like everybody else should if they're uh following along um <laughs> definitely definitely get it through the correct channel and uh yeah and uh and so uh we'll be back on a wednesday on friday we're going to be doing um uh, i think we're going to be doing dirty ho that's the movie we picked right dirty ho that is the one okay. that i have selected i don't know if i'm the right person to ask on what movie we're doing but that's what i'm going to be watching so. all right so this is one <laughs> a lot of people talk about this one so we'll have a discussion on friday uh, go to amazon prime and check it out uh it's streaming there if you want to be involved in the discussion or you know better yet you know if you have the movie or if you don't you can buy it on dvd but 
but we're trying to pick movies that are available streaming on Prime because that way people we know a lot of people that are interested in this stuff might happen to have Prime and then they can watch it and it just leads to uh, you know more uh, interaction with the audience and stuff so uh, so definitely yeah. check out Dirty Home. Home what was that? I said play along at home yep yeah, you can watch it at home and then join in and uh and all right, so we'll be back on, and until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.